Fontana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass. Caught by Clark. Clark got a touchdown. Troy Clark has it. It's a touchdown for the 49ers. You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to 4th and Gold Podcast. The 49ers went to Cincinnati and beat that ass. 41-17, 49ers get two back-to-back road wins. They haven't done that since 1989 and are 2-0 for the first time since the 2012 season. Matt. What is going on, my brother? What? How do you feel? I feel great. I'm feeling elated, man. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, I'm happy that we waited to record to kind of let this one marinate a little bit because as we're recording right now, it's about 7.30 or yep. so. So the late games are still going on. Um, it was nice to let it marinate a little bit, man. This was this was a fun one. Yep. This this is the kind of – this is the Shanahan and the Sala that we, we wanted to see all along. Shanahan was, was scheming everything up. Salah's defense was flying around, playing really well. It wasn't perfect, but this is as close to perfect as you're going to get on a road victory in the NFL, especially one in the Eastern time zone for the 49ers. It is. Uh, it was definitely the highlight of my early afternoon, um, besides watching the kiddos. Uh, it is nice to be 2-0 and for the first time since 2012. Um, you yep. know, it's good to feel good on a Sunday instead of, you know, nitpicking every little bit of the 49ers offense defense you know the last couple years um but this is this is the fourth and goal podcast i'm javi that is matt uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms google stitcher itunes google play spotify we're a podcaster founder follow the podcast at fourth and goal podcast on twitter um matt let's uh let's dig into this game the niners they go in they spend um, 10 days away from home you know, it's a long trip mm-hmm. for them. Stay in Youngstown for a week. They go in. A lot of folks, uh, you know, kind of. We we spoke to some uh, some Bengals um, supporters the last couple of days. They they had a good feeling coming into this game, and I was I I was on the mm-hmm. I was on the fence. I thought the Niners could win this game, but I thought it'd be close. Uh, boy, was I wrong. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. uh, the Niners came yeah. out charging. You know, one big one big bomb to Marquise Goodwin, and we're off to the races. Um, where do you want to start, man? Well, let's go ahead and start with the bad. Okay. You, you know, we, we don't want to start with the good. We got plenty of good to get into. So let's get this bad stuff yeah. out of the way. And the first bad thing I had was Jimmy's interception. Okay. And that was bad. I mean, that there's no there's no way around it. Um, I'm sure once I dive into the All-22, I'll see that it looks like the, the, the corner that was supposed to kind of play the flat area just fell back with Richie James. He, Garoppolo has, has a problem with staring guys down. Yeah. From time to time, and this is one of those times where he just stared at Richie James, and you know, it's been it's been a go-to play for them is Richie James up the seam, and I think the Bengals were kind of just sitting on that play waiting for it, and there's like four guys around him, and you know he got a big he got a big return out of it. it. That's pretty much Jimmy's 
only glaring mistake today, though. Yeah. Was that was that was that throw in into quadruple coverage? It's like when you push the wrong button when you're playing Madden and you throw to the wrong receiver there, pretty much. Um, but you know, other than that, he looked pretty good. So so my my first bad thing is just just, just that one throw. Yeah. Just reverse time, take out that one throw. And I think after that, you're looking at the offense had a nearly perfect day. Yeah, you know, the interception, um, if Jackson doesn't come off Debo on that play, that looks like to be a completion. Uh, better play by the corner as opposed to uh, what Jimmy did there. Jimmy, uh, he's got to be better with that. He's got to see that better. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't have many complaints about the offensive performance from the Niners today. Um, mm-hmm. Basically putting up 600 yards, uh, essentially. Um, but you know, if that, I can live with that. If as long as there's nothing comes out of it, you know they did. Niners did turn the ball over, um, and the defense shut them out. So I, I can live with that kind of stuff. And as long as the defense yeah. can, you know, correct it, the Niners get the ball back, and then they go back down and score. So that's um, that's a plus. But it is it is something that the Niners should, and the offense, of course, should you know take note. And I'm sure Kyle and Jimmy will work through this. Um, he looked a lot calmer today, not making some rash judgment throws. He looked. Um, Steady afoot and ready to go, except for that one pass. So, no, I can't complain too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other bad, which is really bad, I think. <laughs> very, um, very bad. Fan favorite, you know, Niner great, Niner legend, future Hall of Famer. Uh, Joe Staley broke his fibula. Uh, it's projected to be out six to eight weeks. Um, this could potentially be very, very big for the Niners going forward, missing, you know, their – they're stalwart. They're their longest tenured 49er on the roster um, at left tackle is expected to be out six to eight weeks with a broken fibula. So in comes Justin School. Um, I didn't see the play. I will see it later. But it looks it, from what I read, it sounded like Ross Dwelly kicked his leg, and that's how the fibula was broken. Um, now obviously unintentional. It wasn't on purpose or anything like that. Um, but that's a big that's a big loss, and that's that's bad. That's bad for the Niners going forward. Yeah, it is. Um, and if there's one positive you can take out of that, it's that at least one of those weeks will be a bye. Uh, the Steelers don't have a ton of elite pass rushing talent. Um, you know, they're not playing the the hard part of their schedule, quote unquote. Yeah. There. Um, but you know, you never like to see a guy go down, especially Staley. I mean, we talked about it in the preseason stuff that the the, the two players that were probably the most important to the offense other than Jimmy Garoppolo were Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey and having Joe go down um, for the first time, I think since he broke his orbital bone in, uh, in 2017 against the Eagles that we're going to see him miss a chunk of time here. Uh, You know, I don't know if they're going to go outside the building and bring another tackle in. I don't know if they're ready to roll with Justin school. You know, it's, it's going to be an interesting couple days here coming up see what the team does to, just to make a move. Yeah. And, you know, for the, for those folks out there calling for, you know, just it's an easy fix. Move Mike McGlinchey to the left side. Um, but then you, you, you have a void at right tackle. You leave the best run-blocking right tackle in the game at his spot. McGlinchey's not moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. build up who you drafted. You drafted Justin School. Build him up. There's another guy on the roster, uh, uh, Daniel Brunskill, another player that they can, you know, develop and work through. Um, to your point about the Steelers, Steelers' defensive line is okay. Um the guy that concerns me the most would be T.J. Watt um, when it comes to the pass rush. But going forward, you know, this is something that's going to keep an eye on, keep an eye on, uh, especially in the run game and you know keeping Jimmy upright, uh, running left, and you know any type of play play formation going left 
Um, she, you know, could be something to to watch out. Lakin's got to step up as well with his protections. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe, you know, if you're listening, doubtful, but if you are, we are praying for <laughs> a healthy and speedy recovery. And um, let's uh, let's hope you know. Let's hope we get you back in that six to eight weeks. Uh, damn it! Yeah, there's, there's, I know it's, it's, ugh, it's, it's tough. There's one thing that, that someone suggested that I saw out there that I think is a terrible idea. And that was someone suggested going out and trading for Trent Williams from the Redskins. And that seems. It's not terrible. I don't know what the word is. It's not a terrible idea, but that just seems so rash to do because it's going to cost a lot to get him. He's an elite left tackle. And then when Joe Staley comes back, what do you do with three really good tackles? You're not going to kick one of them inside. They're, They're not built like that. This isn't, you know, we tell you it all the time. This isn't Madden. You can't just plop guys down in a certain spot and they're going to work no matter what because their overall is good. It's not, it's not how it works. You go trade for Trent Williams, then you're stuck holding a bag with three really good tackles, which I mean, technically a good problem to have, but you don't want to be paying three guys elite level tackle money to, to have one of them sit. So I don't think trading for Trent Williams is the move. Um, I don't foresee John Lynch being that aggressive with it either. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, like you said, Joe, wishing you a good, quick, speedy recovery. Come back 100% ready for a playoff push because this team, if they play like they did today, is is in the yeah. Sorry, in I the uh, that last part of me talking, I, I blanked a little bit because the uh, Bears and Broncos uh, game just ended. The Bears, I held my breath for a little bit. The Bears finished the game. They won 16-14 to 14 on a last-second field goal. Um, mm. I just, you know, imagine trading up just to grab Mitchell Trubisky instead of Mahomes. Just for you Bears fans who listen. Um, yeah, 16 to 27, 120. Good one. Um, sorry. Uh, the uh, Let's get into the not so good then. Um, penalties, again. Niners mm-hmm. had nine penalties. Um, they got to clean this up. Nine penalties for 75 yeah. yards. It wasn't as bad as last week. But, you know, those are penalties that are, you know, bringing back some big plays. There was a play to Debo with the uh, the jet sweep or jet motion sweep that he had that had come back because Hughescheck had got called for a holding. Um, that was, you know, that's a big chunk play. That's 26, 27 yards negated, and you got to go back. Um, they got to clean that up. Penalties have been an issue with this team since the college team has taken over. I shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Penalties have been an issue with this Niners team since 2011. Let's be real. Um, yeah. But the Niners need to be a little more disciplined and clean these things up. Because, you know, with good teams, that's going to hurt you. Uh, the Bengals aren't mm-hmm. that good. They have some players, but they aren't as good as, you know, the teams that the Niners may run into later on in the year. So these 75 yards could hurt you later on down the road. Um, they got to clean that up. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like there was a, another touchdown taken back for for Raheem Mostert. Yeah. You know, that's, that's stuff that can't happen. You can't have – you can't be losing touchdowns, basically. So it's four touchdowns in two weeks that they've had called back due to penalties. That's that's not good. It's it's not good at all. Um, you like you said, the, the good teams when they play the Rams, when they play the Seahawks, they're not going to be able to do this stuff. You know, we just said if they play like they did today, they're going to be competing for a playoff spot. But at the same time, they got to clean it up. They really do. They really do. But you know, I think we've had enough of the bad stuff. Yeah, there's not really you can't because this was a dominating win. And there's no two ways to put that. This was a dominating win. So let's talk about some of the good. So won't you hit me with what was your what was your favorite good part of today? Matt Breida. 
<laughs> All right. One, he's on my he's on every one of my fantasy teams, um, except for the fourth and gold fantasy league. Um, so there's that. Uh, two, you know, the disrespect that Matt Breida gets on a day to day basis on Twitter or just in the media in general. Um, even the local guys, Murphy Mack, or is is Breida capable of carrying the load? Uh, you just saw him carry the ball for 12, 12 attempts on 121 yards. The man is a first down waiting to happen. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? He's patient. He reads his. He has his reads. Um, I'll get into my play of the game later, but he's he, for spoiler alert. It's Matt Breida. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I originally when Breida was signed as an undrafted free agent, I knew I didn't know anything about him, and I was such a Carlos Hyde homer that you know I was like, oh, he's not going to take Carlos Hyde's job. Blah, blah, blah. And then later on in that 2017 season, you started seeing the flashes of Matt Breed. I'm like, okay, there's something here. Then last year, outside of the ankle injury, the man was consistent. He's always fighting through, fighting for extra yards. He makes his, you know, makes his cuts when he needs to. He's the cutback king, in my personal opinion. The kid, if something, he, mm-hmm. the, the line will go all the way to the left. He's patient, cuts it back to the right, and he's gone. Um, Matt Burita was my highlight. Um, first, uh, the first good thing about the game uh, was Matt Burita. I, I thoroughly enjoyed his performance today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to jump to the other side of the ball um, for my my favorite part of today. And my favorite part of today was Fred Warner and Quan Alexander <laughs> are the real deal when it comes to playing linebackers. We got some linebackers, and you know. I know it's you know it's something that we haven't seen for a while. I'm not going to mention the two names because I don't want to put that kind of pressure on these two just yeah. yet. But they are good and they are fast and they are all over the field. And Quan Alexander brings a swagger to this defense that they haven't seen in a long yeah. time. Everybody thought Richard Sherman was going to bring a little bit of that attitude with him, and he did. But I'll tell you what, Quan Alexander is already the heartbeat of this defense, and when he's out there, man, are they good. Yeah, this defense is real this is a really good defense um top to bottom i mean we we, we thought the the secondary was going to be a huge issue and they've played pretty well through two games granted james winston andy dalton we'll wait and see once they get a little bit more of a challenge but you beat the teams on your schedule yeah and they are beating them soundly And this defense this defense can play fred warner and Quan alexander my favorite part about today's game yeah um you can't really, you know, and with Quan and his interception in the game. Niners have four interceptions, by the way, in two games. They had two all of last season. They have four mm. in the first two games. Uh, let me take a drink. We just mentioned the two yeah, interceptions drink. last year. Let me. Let me. <laughs> um, the defense. I'm not gonna say it's 2012, 2013. You know, 49er defense, but they they have their own identity, and it starts with the pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, Bosa mm-hmm. didn't get a sack, or D. Ford didn't get a sack, um, but you got sacks from the interior. Armstead, Buckner, Ronnie Blair were playing his ass off. Um, the defense is, you know, with with those two linebackers, it's allowing the front four just to go ahead and get pressure. And you have you're dropping seven in coverage. You're making it difficult for these quarterbacks. Um, and Quan, that interception, he just ran the route for the receiver, and he don't put it right in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had that in a while, and you know, I'm not saying that they are those two guys that we that we're talking about. Um, they just play a little bit differently than those two guys that we you know grew accustomed to. They're a little bit more. Um, they're a little bit smaller, but they do provide some thump, and they play the pass really, really well, and the run really well for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, all the talk about Quan Alexander and his missed tackles, which over, which is overblown. Um, he came out and played his ass off, so I'm, I'm with you on the linebackers, man. 
I love me some well, Fred well, Warner. What we said before, yeah, what we said before with Quan Alexander and the missed tackles was that he puts himself in a position to make the play, and even when he misses the tackle, he sets up the next guy to make Correct. the play. He doesn't miss wide open, open field like he's the last guy between this guy and an mm-hmm. end zone. Uh, sort of tackles. He misses the ones where he plugs up a hole, and if a good running back beats him, he beats him. That's fine. But right behind him is Fred Warner, is Tarverius Moore, is Jaquaski Tart, is Sherman, who tackled really well today in the, in the open field. Um, you know, you're looking at any of the guys on the defensive line, like you mentioned. I mean, even Solomon Thomas got a sack today, and it was a real sack. Like, he actually tackled the quarterback behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He wasn't just the closest guy to when he ran out of bounds. So, you know, that was good to see. It, it wasn't his sack, really. It was a coverage sack, yeah. and it was uh, Armstead and Buckner really uh, disrupting and getting back there and, and fleshing him out. Um, but Solomon Thomas made hey, the play. Clean up That's duty. good for him. Clean up duty counts. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, those, those all count. And, you know, if he gets five, six, seven of those a year, I'm cool yeah. with it, man. It's all found money with Solomon Thomas. Um, and, and Armstead played really well again yep. today. He's playing for a contract. And I think he's going to be the, <laughs> he's in the contract year, and so is so is Ronald Blair, and both of them are playing like it. Um, you know, Armstead's going to be tough to lose because I, I I think he's going to walk in free agency. I think some team's going to pay him a lot of money, and it's going to be well deserved. He has been maybe their best player on defense the first two weeks. Yeah, um, you know, we had a uh, there was a gentleman who tweeted the podcast who was asking where Buckner's been, and then right as he tweeted where Buckner's at, Buckner gets a sack. Um, but, I, you know, it's one of those things we talked about it before. We don't want just one guy getting 10, 12, 13, 14 sacks. You want him to come in from everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the Rams had that issue. They had 20 and a half sacks with Aaron Donald, and the remaining sacks came, you know, you had a couple guys with one or two here. You know, the Niners are being, you know, I guess they're sharing the sacks is a good way to, way to put it. You know, Ronnie had one. Yeah, Armstead had one. Solomon had one. Buckner had one. Um, that's four sacks and then nine to- ta- excuse me nine total tackles for loss. This front four is just getting it's just manhandling offensive lines. Granted, the Bengals offensive line is banged up and the um, Buccaneers offensive line isn't that much better, but they're you know they're playing who they have to play and they're lining them up, moving these guys out of the way and dominating in the pass game um, versus you know any type of play action anything anything Cincinnati tried to run today was not working. Um, except for that late, you know, garbage time touchdown, and everything else didn't work. And the part of it was the pass rush. And they're getting home, mm-hmm. they're making Dalton uncomfortable all game. I loved it, man. It's it's been a while, and it's great. Yeah, I'm um, sticking with the defense. The, the secondary knocked down eight passes today. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of passes uh, to get your hands on and to deflect. Uh, Quan Alexander had three of them. Witherspoon and DJ Reed both had two. Witherspoon had that dropped pick six. I mean, that was like a, just a straight up free, free end zone run there. Um, and in a close game, you'd be upset with that. Yeah. But in a game where they're, they're already up by 21, I'm not too concerned with it, but he's playing much better and his confidence is getting up. I kind of enjoyed the fact that he like booted the ball into the stands he was, after he, he dropped was chirping it. at Dalton. Um, he was chirping, and yeah, I like it. He was. Keep throwing to my he side. He kept throwing. Keep throwing to my side. Keep throwing it. He wasn't allowing nothing. It wasn't. He's been, He's played really, really well so far. And if he can keep this up, I mean, that's that's a legitimate number two corner yeah. behind Sherman. Um, and Sherman was running with John Ross today. <laughs> yeah. Sherman, step for step with John Ross. John Ross set the combine record for fastest 40 time ever. Sherman supposedly lost his wheels. Man, keeping up with him step for step down the sideline. Um, back to the other side of the ball, man. This is exactly, I said earlier, this is the Shanahan we all wanted to yep. see. 
He out-schemed the Bengals. They had no answer for him. That first touchdown to Marquise Goodwin, that play design was beautiful. It was absolutely yeah. beautiful. They were on a play action, which is what Shanahan's offense is all built off of. It's the play action. They run it. Marquise Goodwin leaks. He gets behind Kittle. He gets behind Dwelly. And then all before you know it, he's running wide open. Not No one within 20 yards of him. Could have moonwalked that bad boy <laughs> in the end zone. Yeah. And, man, that was that was pretty. That was pretty. The Mostert uh, screen for a touchdown. Where Mostert showed he's got a second gear. And once he kicks it in, he can fly. Yeah. This is this is an incredibly fast running back group. Um, man, and then Debo Samuel. I mean, we th- get the ball in his hands. Give Debo the That's ball. That's all Shanahan was trying to do Just today. The get the ball in his hands and let, let playmakers make plays. And Debo came through. Five catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. Uh, you know, he, he dropped one. That, he dropped had, one that he probably, if he catches that, he, he, he might have taken that one a good 20, 30 yards after the catch. He did. He did drop that one. It was a slant, which is you know his his go to his go to route. Um, but Kittle, Mostert, Goodwin, and Samuel all had catches of at least thirty six yards. <laughs> That's awesome. That's explosive. Well, Kittle. That's Kittle, what you need to see. Kittle murdered a guy on the field. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's wanted for murder in Cincinnati right now. Holy um, shit! So please get him on the please get him on the plane and smuggle him out of Ohio. Because he, oh, he did it to, to two that guys. Stiff arm. He threw it. Oh yeah, that's that was bad. I mean, it was awesome to watch. But man, it, the guys watching tape on, on the Bengals this week are going to be not happy to see that one pop up because they are going to get run out of the building. No, yeah, it's that um, was too. That was awesome. It, uh, what what on offense stood out for you? Um, the offensive line. The offensive line, mm-hmm. the, you know, there was talk. You know, I had I had mm-hmm. concerns with the the Bengals defensive line. I I didn't. My concern wasn't so much about uh, their depth. It was just about their first five guys. You know, Hubbard, um, Lawson, um, Atkins, Dunlap. Those guys. Those guys are really mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. And for Jimmy to not get sacked at all today, that's a big not deal. Once. He didn't get sacked once. He was comfortable. He got comfortable. Got the ball out fast when he needed to. Had time to throw it if he had. You know, to have to wait on a longer developing route. Um, the offensive line played their ass off. I know I was critical of them last week, um, but we did see the Bucks just kind of beat up on the the Panthers, so they might have a good defense um, yeah, or a good yeah. defensive line. Uh, but the offensive line held their own in the pass game and obviously in the run game because you know the Niners put up 244 yards rushing, um, and Jimmy had time to sit back, diagnose the defense, except for that one bad pass. Um, the offensive line gave him time all game to uh, to make things happen. Um, so shout out mm-hmm. to the offensive line, Lakin, Richburg, Person, McGlinchey's an animal, and Joe. We love you, man. And uh, Justin School, when he came in late in the game, he didn't allow anything either. So he he mm-hmm. he did he did fairly well, but that might have been also scheme and protections um, for School. So hopefully they they make that uh, proper adjustment versus Steelers next week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I kind of want to ding Shanahan for, and I. I uh, it doesn't really qualify for the bad or not so good. I just would have liked to see Nick Mullins get in there. No. Particularly once once they went up, I wanted to pull Jimmy. I wanted to put a put an earpiece on him, let him wear his baseball hat, and just get him out of the game. Uh, it was it was way out of hand. I mean, they scored the Bengals scored a touchdown with less than two minutes left to make it even as close as it, as it was. I was ready to pull him and. 
just get him out of there. You know, we, we he didn't have anything else to prove. They were pretty much only running the ball at that point. Just just pull, just pull Jimmy. Yeah, the Niners were just just protect just protect your quarterback. Yeah, they, we ran the, the Niners just running the ball in that fourth quarter. It was over, um, and I think Kyle Kyle knew that. He just said he said screw it, we're just gonna run the ball. Um, yeah. yeah, I this is I haven't felt this good in a long time, man. Forty one points. And yeah. Oh, but before we before we get going too further, I have to say it because I got tagged. Oh, Fred Wilson. Today. <laughs> Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Excuse me. Jeff Wilson had a good game. Ten carries, thirty-four yards, two touchdowns. The thirty-four yards is a little misleading because he did some goal line stuff. Oh God. He looked. He looked pretty. He looked pretty good. Stop nitpicking, bro. I'll give Stop it to nitpicking. Him. Just. I'll give it to him. I know. <laughs> He held on to the football. He didn't fumble it. We're co- we're cool. Me and Jeff Wilson are cool. This now. is uh, as long as he doesn't fumble the football. We're one good. last. Uh, I guess for me, one last good thing: um, time of possession and third down efficiency. The Niners were fifty five percent on third down, and they controlled the ball for thirty two minutes and nineteen seconds. This was a big deal to me because um, the Niners struggled last year converting third downs after Jimmy went down, um, and that that's important mm-hmm. because if you if your offense is on the field. Your defense is resting. And we saw this in the end of 2017. The Niners would convert third down after third down after third down. So their defense was fresher. So they're making more defensive plays. You saw that against the Jags. You saw it against the Titans. You saw it against, you know, granted the Texans weren't very good that year, but you saw that then. And then against the Bears in those five games. So this is important. Jimmy keeps his team on the field. Third down efficiency is key. Control the clock. You, you win a lot of games. Um, you know, that's five more minutes of having the ball than the Cincinnati Bengals. That's that's a big deal, and that's something that no one really talks about. But third down efficiency and time of possession, the Niners 55% versus 50%, and time of possession 32-19 to 27-41. That's a big deal. So I would like to see yeah. more of that going forward, um, especially with the Steelers. Steelers are, you know, they are a bigger physical team. Um, so, you know, I'd like to have the Niners run the ball down their throat as well. Um, come next week. So time of possession, third down efficiency is key. Big, 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 and really, really good. Yep. And, and you said you want to see him run the ball. Um, the the difference is in today's game, running the ball. The 49ers averaged 6.2 yards per carry, which is incredible. That's yeah. awesome. On 42 carries and 259 yards rushing. 259 yards rushing in one game. It's awesome. The Bengals, on the other hand, had 25 yards rushing. On 19 attempts for a whopping 1.3 yards per carry. That's what you do. That's how you win football Dominant. games. That's how you win football games. You you run the ball well and you don't let the other team do it. Andy Dalton. I if I'm playing the Bengals 100 percent of the time, I want Andy Dalton dropping back 42 times to throw yeah. the ball. You know, we talked with Jake and he said, "Well, I'm okay with it. If you're making Andy Dalton beat you, you're gonna win a lot of football games." Andy Dalton isn't the answer, and I don't think he's that good. Yeah. And the 49ers just came out and dominantly smacked the Bengals in the mouth today. It was fun to see. Yeah, it's been a while since the Niners have done that. You know, their last 40-point road win was uh, under Harbaugh. So it's been a while since we've seen that. Um, the last last good, I guess, would be Jimmy. Um, Jimmy yeah. G. Jimmy is, okay, all week we heard – is Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch considering Nick Mullins? No, they're not. Mike Silver, if you're listening, stop. Um, not 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 stop listening. Just stop with the bullshit, bro. Like stop. 
Um, secondly, Jimmy Garoppolo is coming off an ACL tear. Most quarterbacks who come off ACL tear take some time. Tom Brady needs some time. Deshaun Watson needed time. Carson Wentz needed time. But also Carson Wentz last year was 27 touchdowns to two interceptions. But he had some other issues that, that, that the Philadelphia media was bringing up. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to need time. He's This is his 10th mm-hmm. start. No, 12th start as an NFL quarterback. He had you mm-hmm. got to give him some time. You know, they they say you know, they say rookie quarterback, they need a full season. Te- technically Jimmy Garoppolo is a <clears throat> rookie quarterback. He's never played a full season. He's never played 16 games consecutively or just 16 games period in his career. But from today the Niners gave him time. He read he made all the right reads for the most part. Completed some really good passes, moved well. He cut. Yeah, moved really he, well. In the there was a play where he's about to get sacked. Stops, cuts, moves up the field. He's trusting his knee. The other one, he comes in. Uh, it was a third and seven, I believe it was. Um, throwing lane opens up. Instead of him throwing the ball, he runs for eight yards. First down. He slides. You know, those. Th- that's a big deal. He has confidence in his knee. He's running. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo plays ass off today. Outside of that one interception, um, I'm, I, I'm tired of hearing about the Nick. Nick Mons, we like you, dude, but. You're not Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and QB2, Dante Pettis, was one for one for 16 yards. Uh, <laughs> but no, Jimmy G, 17-25, 297, three touchdowns, one interception. That puts him at 463 yards on the season, four touchdowns, and two picks, and a rating of 104.9. So, yeah, let's let's bench the guy. Yeah. Yeah, man, people are so ready. They're so reactionary, and they're so ready to get rid of him after week one. And it's just mind-boggling to me. There's been some... Uh, some certain uh, folks that cover the 49ers have been awfully quiet today. Several. Because they don't have their uh, their Jimmy is terrible narrative to run with. So they're just kind of, kind of having to deal with the fact that this was a good win. Yeah. It's a good win. There's no other ways to look at it. But now we can kind of take a look around the league. Yeah. And, and there's not been a whole lot of surprises today. Like you, you dropped the you dropped the, the Bears beating the Broncos. Damn it. Um, Cowboys took care of business. As expected. Chiefs took took care of business um the big surprise i guess would be the rams and saints but drew Brees only played one possession before he went i think out. he broke his hand um, i want to say he broke his hand because it didn't look good i saw him get hit yeah, he's, he's got it taped up and everything and and yeah it didn't look good um the lions beat the chargers you know that's good um because i'm hoping the nfc north kind of beats up on each mm-hmm. other um the packers took down the vikings uh the colts actually surprisingly look pretty yeah. good too um, Jacoby Brissett, not another Tom Brady disciple, um, not a world beater, not a guy that's going to go out and, and light the world on fire. But uh, he's he's serviceable. But he kick and play. He is serviceable. He is serviceable. And and that team, you know, that team had had Super Bowl aspirations before Andrew Luck retired, and those don't just come out of nowhere, and they don't just ride solely on quarterback. the quarterback. Yeah. The team around Andrew Luck was very good. Mm-hmm. They still are good. I'm happy we the 49ers do not play the Colts this year because I don't want any part of them. I think that's a good football team. Yeah, and they are. Um, as you keep going, uh, the Dolphins are the Dolphins. They suck, dude. The Giants are the Giants. Um, suck. You get into the NFC. You get into the NFC West. Um, you know, you're looking. The Rams beat the beat the Saints, which was the big game, and and there was another missed call against the Saints. So now we're gonna hear Saints fans cry and moan about that for a while. Um, the Seahawks staved off the Steelers Thank you. in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, um, you know, like we said, they knocked out Big well, Ben. It looks injury. like so with Big Ben, um, he didn't get hit when he got hurt. 
he was throwing the ball and he grabbed his elbow after he threw the ball. That I don't know if anyone watches baseball. That is similar to what a pitcher does after he throws the ball and he feels something in his elbow. So mm. Ben Roethlisberger has been chucking the ball around, you know, over 500 attempts the last five six years. Um, maybe that's something that's you know that's tweaked. He may have tweaked his elbow. Mason Rudolph would be their backup. He played okay in that mm-hmm. game. I, I caught. The Niners are blowing the Bengals out. I, I kept switching back and forth, um, so I, I kept switching to that game because that game <laughs> that game is important to me because I the only the team that I you know team that always worries me the most is Seattle and you know I saw, I was watching them play they're they're shaky the Seahawks are shaky they're not as good as um, people think but they did get a win they got two wins in a row you know you got to give them credit where credit is due um, but the Steelers they're not the Steelers of old they are old. Um, and Ben is getting yep. old. There's no AB, no Le'Veon Bell. James Conner is also banged up. So if the Niners don't have mm-hmm. to face James Conner or Ben Roethlisberger, um, we could potentially be looking at a 3-0 start for the Niners. Um, but uh, right. going on with, you know, around the league, Arizona-Baltimore was a pretty good game. Kyler Murray, he's got some shit to him. Um, he, he, he's he mm-hmm. got this fourth quarter thing going on. and Late in game, you know, heroics. But uh, I was wrong on Lamar Jackson. But maybe I wasn't because all he throws is stuff to the middle of the field instead of out routes, things like that. I have to look at him a little more. But Lamar's balling. I can't take that away from him. He's got, what, eight touchdowns on the year already. Yeah, I want to see him go against a real defense. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not super high on – obviously no one's high on Miami because they've just given up. Um, and then I'm not super high on the Cardinals' defense either. they got some playmakers but not a ton. Um, there's definitely some holes, especially at the linebacker position for them. And if you can – Get over the top of those guys, you're going to be all right. Um, Jackson did have 120 yards rushing today. Lamar Jackson did, so there's, there's wheels. He is he is still a scrambler, um, and he'll be. I'm actually really looking forward to the Baltimore game, not only because I'm going to it, but also I think that's a good matchup for the 49ers. I think uh, Lamar Jackson's skill set against this pass rush and with linebackers like Quan Alexander and Fred Warner, it could be a lot of fun to watch him. You know, go up against that. Um, you know, the Texans beat the Jaguars, Gardner Mishu, um, maybe the real deal. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Hyde had another pretty good game for the Carlos. Texans. He ran for 90 yards. Um, and then, you know, we saw Cam Newton fall Man. apart Thursday night. And I'll tell you what. The, the Panthers have to travel to San Francisco for Santa Clara, whatever you want to call it, for, for that game, for the Niners game. And if... Cam Newton is anything close to what he was on Thursday night. The Niners are gonna run away with that one. Yeah, Cam. I don't. I love. I love Cam Newton, but man, if that shoulder is shot, it's you know he might be time to hang him up. But that's also you know it also goes to the Carolina Panthers for not protecting him too early on in his career. He's got a you know you got mm-hmm. a guy because he's big. You're gonna run QB power with him all the damn time. You're gonna bang him up, and here you are. You know, he's what in his seventh, eighth season. Um, shoulder looks jacked up. You, you can barely make any throws. Uh, that's a tough one, man. It's gonna be something to watch going forward. And I, I, I'm with you. If he comes in, you know, playing like that. If he's coming in playing like that, I don't think he's gonna be playing. First of all, and I think they'll they'll go to their backup uh, kid from Will Greer from West Virginia is their backup, and I, mm-hmm. I have no confidence in him. Um, you know, this is this is lining up to the 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 schedule is lining up to help the Niners in the first half, and then. You know, there are a couple of injuries here or there, and also can help out the Niners in the second half. So uh, I'm with you, man, on the Cam thing. Yeah, um, 
Will Greer, actually from from close to my hometown. Um, he went to what would have been a rival high school for me, what? but I'm old now, so <laughs> it's no longer a rival high school. Um, yeah, you know, it's a uh, the league's kind of playing out how we thought it would. There's not a whole lot of surprises just yet. Um, you know, you know, the 49ers and Bills, I think, are the biggest two surprises for starting out two and zero. Um, but it's just a matter of beat the teams on your schedule. Yeah. The the team that and, uh, the team that's honestly concerning me though is Denver. They have no sacks in two weeks. None. You have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. You have yeah. no sacks in two weeks. Yeah, I uh, I dropped him in fantasy across the board. I was picking them up. I'm like, oh, Fangio, he's gonna get that defense rolling. And then nope. After 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 the week one performance against the Raiders and their not so great offensive line, I was like, yeah. out. Done. That's uh, that's something to be concerned about. You know, Denver, you need a quarterback. The Niners got two. Sitting there. If you want to make a trade, we got a deal. Pick one. Yeah, if you want to get Von Miller some sacks, you know, we'll trade you CJ Bathurst for Von up. Miller. Straight yeah. up. No picks, nothing. Straight Don't up. Worry about it. We'll get we'll get Von Miller some sacks and you guys can get yourself yeah, a quarterback. Exactly. Um Do you wanna let's see here. <laughs> you wanna go into uh play of the game or player of the game? Which one are you gonna start with? Ooh. Why don't you hit me with your play okay, of the game? Play of the game. Matt Brita. Matt Brita is third and one. The offensive line, uh, offense—it's an outside zone or an inside. Excuse me, an inside zone. Um, goes left. Brita follows the line, stops, hesitates, meets the cornerback at the line of scrimmage, sidesteps his ass, goes for thirty-three yards. That play, Just that play right there. I, I was like, earlier. whoa, whoa, whoa! Is that Barry Sanders from the Niners right now? Sorry, you know, with all due respect, Barry Sanders, but that play was—you know—that's you know—the you know, Niners' just pure dominance of the game was right there. Just we were just one step faster, a mm-hmm. um, little bit more physical. You know, beat you to the punch, beat you to the line. Brita took off. That was the play of the game for me. Uh, that I that got me hype. Um, Matt Brita is the man, and keep down this guy. Everyone out there, keep down him, please. Yeah, um, it's easy to it's easy to pick like, a nice flashy offensive play <laughs> as the play of the game. Uh, it was a beautiful run. Don't get me wrong. I tweeted out earlier and I said inject this content directly into my veins. Um, my play of the game is the first first snap from scrimmage. Eric Armstead gets a sack on the first the first play, and it sets the tone for how the game is going to go. And that for me was was the biggest thing is to just establish dominance right out of the gate, force them to punt, Niners drive right down and get seven points like it was nothing. And I think that really set the tone for the whole game. Uh, so first play of the game for me, play of the game, Eric Armstead, balling out. He's balling he's, out. He's killing. Looking great. He's killing. Um, Who's your player of so the game? So player of the game, I had two, but I'm going to do just one. It's really hard because, uh, shit. I'm try. I'm still deciding, but I'm gonna go with uh, Ronald Blair. Ronald Blair, okay. four yeah. tackles, one assist, one sack, three tackles for loss. He was everywhere today, inside, outside, in the backfield, in the quarterback's face, nonstop, all over the place. Ronald Blair was my player of the game for the for the uh, 49ers today. Um, he's in a contract year, and that is one person that I would like back on this roster. Um, if you are gonna lose Eric Armstead. Mm-hmm. Bring back Ronald Blair because he can play multiple positions on this yeah. defense, and he's your third best pass rusher from the from the uh, edges. So you keep Ronald Blair on this team. Uh, he put his ass off today. Loved every bit about it. It was awesome. 
I'm loving this because I'm going to flip-flop and I'm taking offensive player for player of the game for me. And that's Raheem Mostert. Raheem. My man combined for 151 yards from scrimmage. As the is, This is the guy we were talking about in training camp as like the, we love him, but we hope he never touches the ball. <laughs> we were wrong. I hope he touches the ball all the damn time now. This guy can ball. He is good. He's fun to watch. He had 13 carries, 83 yards, and a clip of 6.4 yards per carry. He had three catches for 68 yards. He took one 39 yards to the house. I already talked about his second gear that he's got. He is fun to watch, and he's actually pretty good in pass protection too. When he, when he had to stay in and, and pick up a blitzer, he does a real good job of taking him out and giving Jimmy a clean the clean lane to throw, throw to throw the ball. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, Raheem Mostert, my player of the game. Um, a close second for me is whatever fan that they went to after the Buckner sack that is just 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 throwing it up. I loved it. That was great. So that guy, you know, if, if that guy's listening, let us know that you heard us talk yeah. about you, please. Because we wanna we wanna talk to you and maybe have you on just so we can that have was a awesome. Um Niners win. They're two and It's been a while. Enjoy this one. Um, but Richard Sherman said it again after the game. Stay humble. This team's going to win some games. Just stay humble. Stay with us and stay humble. So I'm going to take Sherman's advice. I'm not going to be too cocky. Maybe tomorrow I might say some shit at work. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm going to be pretty quiet. Because Pittsburgh's coming in town. Pittsburgh's still a good team, regardless of, mm-hmm. you know, with with Ben or whatever else. They're still a well-coached team and things. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. Um, mm-hmm. but Niners are two and zero. It's been a while. It's it's a great feeling. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo quieted you know the nonsense talk over the week. The defense has showed up twice, and uh, you know here we go. We're all, we're off to the races, and this bye week this mm-hmm. bye week is going to be helpful for the Niners too, considering the Joe Staley injury. D Ford with his little uh, tweak of his of his quad, um, Tevin Coleman, and then of course Jalen Hurd and Trent Taylor haven't even played yet. The Niners have put up 72 points in two games. So um, I'm loving it, man. And uh, here we're on to the Steelers. On to the Steelers. On to Pittsburgh. On to Pittsburgh. Yep, stay humble. Enjoy Victory Monday, y'all. But remember, we said coming into this year that these are the two games they had to win if they wanted to be in playoff contention yep. at yep. the end of the year. They, they went on the road. They stayed in Ohio. They took care of business. Yep. Teams that start two and zero have teams that start two and zero. Seventy three percent of them make the playoffs. So let's hope we're on that seventy three percent. The first home game is on Sunday against the Steelers. So if you are listening to this and you are going to the home game, be loud on defense when the Niners are on offense. Lower it down a little bit so that way any false starts or anything like that. But Levi's hopefully is rocking on Sunday. Uh, we will be back midweek with a preview with the Steelers. Um, and then we'll follow that up with a review of the game on Sunday after the fact. Hopefully it's another Niner win. Um, but until then, um, I'm Javi. That is Matt. You can follow us on Twitter at Javi, excuse me, at Javier Vague underscore. And my man, Matt. At Matt Bar underscore. I think you I almost got it. Time. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, just follow the podcast at fourth and gold podcast on Twitter. Uh, subscribe, rate review, uh, on Apple iTunes, uh, and then, or just, you know, Listen to wherever you find your podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever they are. Um, Until next time, we appreciate everyone listening. Go Niners. Peace.